Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. So Monday podcasts are back. That was quite a, a soft intro, wasn't it? Hey, y'all. So today, I'm going to talk you through what I look for when viewing a property. Now, if you've bought X many houses, or you're buying houses, or you're experienced, then you maybe want to stop listening now. Because this is going to be stuff that you you potentially already know. There might be some bits that you pick up. Uh, but I think this is really aimed at people who haven't viewed houses yet, are really, really new, or have maybe viewed a few. But again, I'm sure there's some learning for everyone. But just a disclaimer, you know, if you are very experienced, this may not be useful. Right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you, I'm like in my head, I'm going to walk through a house. I'm actually going to walk through one that I've viewed before just so I remember, and I'm going to talk you through everything I'm noticing, right? Now, the first thing is, let's, let's talk about, before we even get to that, let's talk about technology slash recording the viewing. I have a friend, uh, Big Up Jordan, who actually takes a clipboard and a piece of paper and has like a checklist and ticks and writes stuff. I honestly think that's the easiest, quickest way to do it. But then you've got to import that into, you know, a computer eventually, right? On your spreadsheet or your CRM. Which in itself could be a good exercise, actually. Having to do it again could maybe make you rethink prices and end values, etc. Or I used a Google form, which I'd fill in on my phone, submit it, and then it goes straight into my Excel spreadsheet where I track my properties that I'm viewing. How much did I use the Google form? Not a lot. I mean, what I found in my area was most houses are, are worth between a certain you know, figure. And it goes up and down depending on, is it a double extension? Is it Has it got car parking? Is it main road? Is it in a certain town? But I just know, like, these are the prices, right? And a lot of these state agents that I speak to are very mature. And they, they do honestly give quite fairly accurate uh, sort of revaluation figures. They give me a number. I go and check it. And, and it's spot on, you know, because maybe because they know I'm, I say to them, what's your sole data to back this up? Maybe they're used to me being like, I don't want to hear your, you know, finger in the air judgment. I want to know data, data. I want to know data, man. Or maybe they're just good in, in my areas. So I kind of discovered after like, I don't know, 30 sort of visits, I was like, right, I know the end value here. I, I kind of, you know, worked out the refurb cost, which I used to underestimate. Now I know when I walk into a house, this is going to cost this much, that's going to cost that much. And that's because I've bought deals off sources so I've seen their figures I've seen other sourcing deals I have a, a decent network so I speak to a lot of people locally speak to people who've done 10 times more refurbs than me and say look are these prices realistic are they the ones you're getting uh, and then obviously they say yes they say no they look at my deals I've shown it to my build team and they've obviously gone through it and said yeah you need to add this add that add that etc so I now know how much it costs to carpet per square meter including the, the grippers or whatever they're called etc but I also know when I walk into a standard three-bed house one bathroom, one kitchen, you know, small garden. I, I just know it's going to cost this much. And that's come from me doing, you know, 80, 90 viewings or however many I've done. And from making mistakes and having to pull out of one deal before. But um, after, like nowadays, how do I record viewings? Um, I use Evernote. So I'll take pictures, put it in there. I'll make some quick notes, put it in there. A lot of the time, hopefully they give me that paper 
uh, what's it called, view, you know, whatever it is, brochure or an auction catalog. I'll just view the property. I'll remember what needs doing and I'll chuck it in into there. I mean, look, carpet, kitchen, etc. I'll just put in cosmetic refurb so I know how much it's going to cost me. Uh, if it's moving a bathroom, okay, I'll put in two and a half grand, for example. Uh, if it's, I don't know, a huge overgrown garden, as opposed to a couple hundred quid, it might be a little bit more, maybe. Uh, if there's any lintels that need replacing, any lintels, then I will put in, you know, 800 pounds, for example. Um, and so I've, I've become good at just walking and being like, okay, right, no floor, we need floor, new kitchen, new kitchen, bathroom, no, we don't need any bathroom, boom, boom, boom. And I know the costs, right? So this is not something to like, this will come with time and it will come with experience and having confidence that, okay, I've done some refurbs. It did cost me this much. Oh, we actually went over there. So maybe I should put in a little contingency for this. Um, but that's a whole different episode on pricing out refurbs, which I will have coming soon with maybe even, maybe with my builder actually. Uh, so that's that in terms of how to track it. Uh, a really good way I found actually is to take a video of it and talk during the video. Right, we need this here, this here, that there, that there. Boom, 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 boom. Ah, this wallpaper's quite thick. Oh, mm, this floorboard looks a bit off. Because you're going to view so many properties and offer on so many that you're just not going to know what's like going on. I mean, sometimes, not out of these ones, but, uh, well, maybe earlier I've had offers accepted and I was like, which property was that again? On the phone I was like, oh yeah, that street. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> frankly typing on, on um, um, Excel trying to get up the, the property and the refurb like oh my god what was the actual costs like I've done that before and actually it was fine because I did you know I obviously offered the amount I could offer uh, but yeah there's some ways to track your your um, your sort of uh, observations from viewings you could even like you know record your voice for example take loads of pictures etc etc i think it's good to have a g suite or, or a dropbox to share these with your build team or potential builders or even a surveyor if you're good friends with them they'll have a look um they can do that for you so i'm a lot more casual with it now but that's because i have spent i don't know five months full-time doing this in and out this area networking like help understanding it so enough of that now i'm going to talk you through the things to look for in viewing Right, this is not going to be necessarily the perfect list because, of course, I'm not an expert. I'm still learning. But, right, you get to the property. You want to look at it from the outside, of course. And you also want to try and cross the road and look at it from the other side because you want to see the roof. If there's any tiles missing or if there's anything strange on the roof or if it's dipping uh, or if it just looks weird. You might need to observe that. You also want to look at the eaves, which I believe are the bit where the roof touches the house. I think there's a bit of felt or lead there, which can stop things leaking. Uh, you want to look at that if you can. You may not be able to see it just to make sure they are intact. But again, it's not a huge fix. Also, the guttering. Uh, when you look at the front of a house, imagine it's all white, painted white. If you see like green um, splashes or black splashes of mould, it means that potentially water is gathering there because it's feeding the mold and then it's potentially entering the house. And often you'll find them around windowsills that are maybe not made correctly or by the guttering. And this can potentially mean that uh, you need new gutters, just something to add to the cost. Look, it's not a huge cost. It's not subsidence. You know, it's not tens of thousands of pounds. It's like a couple hundred quid potentially. But then you've got to check inside where you saw those marks. Is anything coming through? Because, you know, 
you can easily get damp coming through the house because a, a midway on the guttering is just overfilling and splashing and splashing and splashing. I've seen that. Um, it's, it's fairly common, I think, especially where it rains so much in this country. So, yeah, I'm looking at the house. I'm also looking at the structure. I'm like, is it straight? Is it not? If it's not straight, I don't really care. Where I invest, <laughs> ain't nothing straight. It's all it's all historical movement. So I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm kind of looking at, are there any cracks? If so, are they cracks on the render or are they deep cracks? How can you tell? <sighs> By showing your builder. Uh, I, uh, it's hard to explain without showing you visually, but I think the more superficial they look, the more likely they are to be rendered cracks uh but again show your builder i mean some cracks are really obvious like you'll know straight away okay that's a structural crack um you're also looking at the window sills and the top of the windows which is the lintel the part that holds like the, the sort of rest of the house above the window they can crack especially if um idiots use wooden lintels when you can you should use concrete uh just watch out for maybe any dipping there or cracking again it could be the render but it could also be the lintel going. And sometimes you don't know until you hack off the render. But look at things like this. And, and I just spent a bit of time just staring at the front, just taking it all in, just saying, all right, does anything catch my attention? Does anything look out of place here for a house? What am I... Hmm. And when you walk up to the house, look down, look at the paving stones. Because if, if the paving stones or the concrete is full of cracks going into the house, maybe the house has sunk a little or, or something is amiss, right? Look at the point where the house actually joins the the floor. I don't know what that's called. But just make sure there's nothing weird there, right? Uh, look at the front garden if it has one. Um, make sure there's no knotweed. Make sure if there is knotweed, send it my way. Um, just make sure it's it's sort of, it's okay. That there's nothing sort of weird happening there. But it's a garden, so there might be some weird stuff. Uh, come into the house. The front door. The front door is something to look at. I mean, most front doors nowadays have been updated and they're okay. But if you're buying a real old house, a real mess, you might have an old wooden door. So I'd probably chuck in, I don't know, five, six hundred quid for like a proper composite door. So look at the door because it's something that's important. Look at how the locking mechanism works. Is it proper or does it hang low and stuff like that? Because that could be an extra, I don't know, 30, 40 quid. Again, little things, but how many of these do you need to add up? I walk in, I look to the top right or top left, because where I invest, the RCUs or the electrical box is up there. In London, I I don't even know where, where one is in my house that I live in. That's cool. Um, they, they're somewhere else. I think in Birmingham, I just don't know either. I think they're somewhere else. But where I invest, they're usually in the doorway. I have a look at that. I have a look at the wires to see how new they are. I have a look at the whole system to see how new it is. If I don't recognise it, I'm like, okay, this is hella old. You know, if it looks like a telephone from the 50s, it's very old and you may then need a rewire. At the very minimum, if it's, a, you know, an older looking RCU unit, the fuse box, I believe it's consumer unit and that stuff there, you're going to potentially need a new RCU because I think Building Reg's 18th edition, I'm not sure, has been updated. So you do need newer ones than what were previously allowed, I believe, which is good because it's about safety as well. So factor in about 700 quid for a new for a new rcu box if it needs a rewire and if it's a very very old house and like the switches are those um those really old ones probably gonna need a rewire you're probably looking at two and a half grand uh maybe a little bit more depending on where you are in the world so i look at the rcu cool 
I now walk in, I'm looking at the floors. I kind of do corner to corner. So I look top left corner, top right corner, bottom left, bottom right. And I'm like, okay, ceiling, has it got cracks? Is it Artex? Is it the foam boards? Is it wallpaper? Like, what is it? What are the light fittings like? I'm looking at the walls. Are they wallpaper or are they paint? Wallpaper, oh, pain in the ass, right? It can sometimes double the cost of like repainting because you've got to take it off. You've got to blue grit it got to prepare it and actually skim it to have it repainted it can add a lot so just be wary like something like that eh, can take painting and decorating from a grand and a half to you know two two and a half maybe three so something to mention to agents like oh just so you know where replacing that wallpaper can cost can cost a few bob that can you know the usual oh that'll cost a few bob that will um so looking at wallpaper i'm touching it I'm, i'm pulling things off the wall if it's a house that so someone doesn't live in and it's like you know a mess which is what i look for i will pull stuff off the walls i want to see behind it i want to know if it's lath plaster which is very expensive to get rid of and very messy no one likes doing it but you have to do it uh, lath plaster is an old school type of it google it have a look at it if you have slats behind the paint or wallpaper that's usually lath uh if you have a normal plasterboard that's normal so we're all good i am looking at skirting boards i'm looking at radiators when i walk in Stairs are usually in front of me, so let's turn left or right into the lounges. Same thing, corner to corner, I'm looking at the floor. If it's laminate, is it peeling off? Is it kind of detaching? If it's carpet, you know, does it need replacing? Most of the time, yes, it does. If it's if it's empty floorboards, I'm thinking, okay, is there any woodworm? Looking for tiny little dots, holes in it for that. Generally, if it's carpeted, I will jump on it to see, is it concrete floor underneath or wooden floor underneath? Because I... Because I know if I'm seeing some rising damp on these on these walls, which are kind of blotches or, or dots of wetness, I know my builder's going to say, right, is it a suspended floor or is it a concrete floor? Because that'll affect what we do. So I just I just know they're going to ask that. So I will, I will jump up and down. If it feels solid and it kind of hurts, it's concrete. If it doesn't, then it's potentially suspended, i.e. it's built on the it's built above the ground like a deck. I will peel some carpet back in every room if I need to, whatever. Uh, I look in the corners, I look at the windows, I'll open them, make sure that they do open, see if they're misted up. It can be like 150 quid to replace toughened glass windows when they mist up. Very, it can get expensive. Think about how many windows are on a house. Uh, looking at the gas, you know, meter thing, just to make sure it's there. I've seen sometimes where it's just been taken. Uh, looking at any fireplaces to see if we can remove them, or if we can style them up. And I'm knocking on some walls to see, hey, if I want to make an open plan, you know, could I? I'm also thinking out loud, by the way, with the agent, I'll be just saying stuff. Oh, okay. Laminate needs replacing. Cool. Let's add another cost. Ceiling needs skimming. Oh, another cost. Just so that they're getting the gist that, you know, my offer is obviously going to be low, which all the agents I work with generally know this, but also to kind of just help them as well. You know why I offer low. I'm talking them through all the costs that I have in this house that they may not realise. You know, they may not realise how much it costs to to do certain things, right? Or even what, what lath plaster is and how much of a paint it is or, or wallpaper, right? So I've gone through both lounges now pretty much uh, into the kitchen. Kitchen, I'm looking at the size of it. I'm looking at where the current units are and basically, you know, can we replace this like for like with a new kitchen in terms of units and placements? I'm looking at where the cooker and the sink are just to make sure okay we should probably keep them in the same place looking at the floor is it level if it's not level may need to um, level it 
and then put vinyl or tiles on top. If you're going to tile or laminate, it has to be level. I think it, for laminate, it also kind of is better when it's square, the room, which can be tricky in some places. So I'm thinking, okay, is this leveled or is this just got socks underneath it to prop it up? Can we keep the kitchen? Can we paint the doors? Can we replace the doors? And one of the ones I'm doing, we can probably replace or paint the doors. They're fairly new and just change the handles. Uh, has it got appliances? Cool. Can we keep them? Can we not? Okay, cool. That's that's pretty much it for the kitchen. Uh, and then out in the back garden, again, looking at the floors, making sure there's no cracks or evidence of the house sinking. Again, I don't mind if there is. We'll just take it off the price. Then into the garden, checking for knotweed, uh, checking next door for knotweed. Bamboo is also an invasive species, but I've never had to look for it. But if you have bamboo quite close to the house, I don't think lenders really are switched on about it. But just for your own peace of mind, I think bamboo can affect structures. I'm not sure, but have a look. I know, I believe it's invasive, but it depends where you're investing. And bamboo really pretty. So I look around the area for knotweed. I look around the area for anything that's off-putting. Hmm, is, is the whole house street kind of sinking a little bit? Uh, go to the back of the garden. If there's a lane, head into the lane because who knows what kind of um, paraphernalia you might find in a lane. If it's got a garage, have a look at the garage. Check around the back if a car can actually get into this garage. Because I've had garages in the estate just like, yeah, 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 it's got a single garage at the back. It adds five grand of value. And it might, but you can't get a car into it because the lane angle is so skinny. So, yeah, is it a garage or is it a shed? So, cool, I look at the back of the house, check the guttering, check for any cracks, check the lintels, have a good, good stare at the roof and everything else underneath it. Check if it's level. Again, it doesn't have to be level. There's historic movement in houses. Depending on your area and knowledge, that's cool. Go back in the house. Uh, All this time, I'm, again, thinking out loud, asking the agent questions, making things obvious that are really expensive. Ooh, new kitchen, eh? Ooh, ooh. The floor's not right. Anyways, again, I'm helping educate them because some of them want to invest in property as well. And I, the little bit I know, can help someone, hopefully. Right, back inside, go up the stairs. Are they creaky? Are they not? If they're creaky, maybe you need to replace some of the wood. Maybe not. Uh, has it? Is it made to building regs? Because you'll find, right, there's some stairs that have very wide gaps in between the spindles or they're, they're not the right height. And actually you need to redo them, which can cost a, a couple of quid. So just be careful, read up what the building regs on stairs is, but if they look like a kid can fall through them, they're probably not that safe and you probably shouldn't be renting it out like that or selling it. Uh, I mean, I went to one and the balustrade upstairs was like at my knees. It, I was like, this is, a, this is a comedy, like height balustrade because I would fall over this if I ran out. If someone was like, dinner's ready, I would I would fall over that in my haste to get to the cheese. Uh, so go up the stairs, check the stairs. When you get to the top, standard, corners, corners, corners. Now upstairs is where you need to check the floorboards uh, because some of them can be creaky, some of them can be missing. Try and pull up the carpet if you can, check if there's any wood rot or anything like that. I like to jump up and down just to see if anything suspicious comes about. And I, I think the, the main suspicious thing is, is the estate agent's face, but um, you gotta check that stuff. Check from corner to corner. Uh, check you know, the light fittings. Check the damp that may be coming in from the outside guttering. Windows again. Bathroom. Bathroom, you want to be aware of the size because tiling or boarding it obviously depends on how big the room is. So take a laser measure or a measuring tape with you or your builder can do it, but it's just good to know the meter squared and how much you're thinking of tiling so you can work out the costs. But check the bathroom. What can be kept? If it's nothing, then, well, you know, get rid of it. Happy days. Uh, 
In the bathroom, I'm looking for signs of damp, which if it's black mold, I think it's usually condensation. So I'm not too fussed about that because it could just be the um, tenant hasn't left, you know, the window open, etc., etc. Uh, again, bathroom window, if, it, if it's in like a, the back of the house, I'll try and pop out the window and look at the house from up there. Uh, looking at the floor here, because if I want to tile this, I think it may need cement boards or leveling or I don't know, but it, it, it may need some support if I'm going to tile it or if it's on the first floor. So I'm kind of thinking, okay, what have we got here? Uh, I then I'm looking at the boiler, which sometimes is in the bathroom, sometimes in the kitchen, sometimes in the bedroom. I'm pretty much looking at the age of it. If it looks kind of shiny, new and white, I think we're good to go. Anything older or any older systems need a replacement. Uh, I try and find a date on it that says last time service. Sometimes you just don't find them. Uh, look at the quality of copper pipes. If they're clean, maybe it was, you know, redone lately and the boiler just looks old. Maybe get a make or serial number of it so you can go online and find the age of it. Uh, but yeah, obviously then checking that it has radiators. And I think that's all I look for on a viewing. Uh, you know, I'm looking for problems to solve. I'm looking for things I can fix, things that are going to add cost, which means I get the tiles for less. I'm also looking to help the vendor and the agent. You know, if I notice something none of them have, I'll tell them and say, by the way, does the vendor know about this mold farm they have growing around their window that's disgusting? And sometimes the agent's like, they haven't been here in a year, so probably not. And I was like, well, maybe they want to know. Or do they know they've got a knotweed farm in their back garden? You know, because, um, yeah, a lot of some people will view a house in silence. And that's not me, right? I'm also building rapport. I'm also having jokes, talking about whatever with the estate agent, right? So I hope this podcast has been useful for what to view. Uh, just a reminder, I'm speaking on the 8th of October at PPN Knightsbridge. Please do come along and see me. I'll also be speaking at the 7th at PPN Blackfriars, but come to PPN Knightsbridge because I'm the co-host. So come see me. Uh, please do leave a review for the podcast. If you want to invest in me or you know someone who does, pop me a message and we shall have a chat. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.